Welcome back to The Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela J. Cox, and for this episode, it's a special bonus featured episode that we wanted to share with you guys. Managing editor Nicole Cherico is going to be interviewing myself for an event that I'm going to be attending in the coming weeks. We wanted to give you guys some more information about it so you guys are prepared as you see blogs and social media posts that I'm going to be taking you guys along on the journey with me. Listen now to hear more about what I'm going to be doing. Hey guys, it's Nicole Cherico, and today we're going to do something a little different, and I'm actually going to be your host today. I'm actually going to be interviewing Michaela because Michaela is doing something really exciting these next couple weeks, and I thought that some of our readers would enjoy hearing about what she's doing because this is the first time that you're doing said event, correct? Correct, and I'm going to be blogging about it too, so this is a great way to introduce what I am going to be doing. Okay, well then let's just get at it. What are you doing? So I have qualified for RFD TV's The American Semifinals, so in the coming weeks I will be going through all the different trials to get to the American, which is held at AT AT&T Stadium. And for those of you who don't know, Michaela is a barrel racer. So she will be competing in the barrel racing event at the uh, semifinals. Yeah, which is held in the Fort Worth Stockyards, the historic stockyards. So that will be my first time ever running there, which is super exciting. Um, It's been a period of time getting my horse prepared for it. Normally during the winters, she gets a break and just kind of gets to relax and not go to many events and I just ride her but this winter she's been being rode every day and getting ready for our little trip to Texas. And it's not been an easy one because you don't have an indoor arena and Colorado where we live in Colorado we don't get nearly as much snow as the mountains do but this year we have had a lot of snow which means that it's a lot harder to get your horses worked. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I came from the Midwest, so I am, you know, familiar with riding outdoors. I've never grown up with an indoor arena. I've always had outdoor arenas and places to ride. But where I live now, I don't even have an arena. So it's just riding out in the pasture. But the snow has been a little bit, you know, of a trick. But it's also been nice because it adds that extra element of a workout sometimes, even though it's not the wet, deep, heavy snow. It's enough, you know, she has to pick her legs up a little bit higher and Put in some more effort. I obviously am not a braille racer. I come from a completely different um, discipline within the Western equine community. Um, so I don't know a lot about this sport, the, the American outside of what I've seen on the TV. Can you kind of explain how big of a deal it is for people um, who may not be familiar and what exactly makes it such a special event? Yeah, of course. So it's super special because it's for the quote-unquote underdogs of the sport the people who aren't on the road professionally going every single weekend, weekday to rodeos. It's for the people who can go on the weekends and have to work their regular nine to five jobs and just have horses because they love them and they love to compete. And since we are the underdogs and we have to go through the trials of the semifinals, we are eligible to win a million dollars at the American event at AT AT&T Stadium where we will also be competing against the professionals. Um, Top 10 in the 2019 world standings are invited to compete without having to go through the semifinals. So it's kind of cool to see the underdogs against the professionals who are doing it every single day. And it's pretty cool because Haley Kinzel 
Um, she actually broke the record for the amount of money won with her barrel horse um, at the event because she went from the semifinals all the way through and won a million dollars or a portion of the a million because you have to end up splitting it if more than one underdog wins. So, and that kind of gave her her extra push to be able to be financially stable enough to go on the road all the time and be a professional. So now she's a two-time world champion and you know, that's kind of the American dream and why people want to do it. So can you mention like the top 10 people who were like in the world standings and this and that, can you kind of name drop who is going to be at this event? Yeah. So like I said, Haley Kinzel, she's the current world champion. So she'll be there on her great horse sister, um, Ivy Conrado, who won the NFR average this year. She'll be there um, likely on her horse, JLo. So you know, those two Palominos that run down the alleyway, everybody kind of knows they are two that will be there. Um, and then, you know, the rest of them that have been in the top 10 will be there, which is super exciting because the top 15 who go to the NFR, that's a tough group. Heck, the top 50 in the world are a tough group of girls to compete against. And one of the special things, I just said girls, but one of the cool things about the American is that Men can also compete in the barrel racing. In the sport of rodeo, that's not the case. Only women are allowed to compete in the barrel racing. So since the barrel racing is sanctioned by better barrel races, and they are open to all ages and all genders, men are able to compete in the barrel racing, which is pretty cool. I think off the top of my head, I believe almost every year, if not every year, a man has made the top four at AT AT&T Stadium, which is pretty darn cool because... Those guys can ride just as well as us girls can. Yeah, I think, you know, even as a brand with Horse and Rider, we've worked with several male barrel racers, and we plan to work with a few more in the upcoming years uh, because they are. They they have the same kind of skill sets as the women do and vice versa in the other sports. You know, there's a lot of great women out there that aren't having their chance to, to shine. So it's nice that they offer that opportunity for both people. Can you kind of explain the process to get to the point to where you were? I know like you competed at an event a little, what was it last fall maybe um, that you had to get in the semifinals for? Yeah. So it was this last September and over the course of the year following <clears throat> the American each year, They have their qualifying events that they have all across the country, which, like I said earlier, is sanctioned by the Better Barrel Races. And depending on how many are entered in the event, they take anywhere from the top five to top ten to, you know, it just depends on how many are entered into the event. The entry fees are pretty steep to be able to enter into the event. So you have to be pretty confident in your horse. And if you're confident enough to pay those entry fees, then you should be confident enough to run your horse down the alley because you know that you can compete with all of those other people. And while I was intimidated to go down the alley because I hadn't had the runs that I wanted in the same exact arena the night previously, um, I was kind of terrified to go down the alley and make my run. But my horse is amazing. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of faith in her and we just put it together and she did what she does best and we made it in the number seven spot. So not, you know, where I wanted to be exactly, but hey, I made it. So from there, you know, I can only put in more effort and do better at the semifinals. 
Yeah, and um, Michaela's leaving out a really important part of this barrel race that she was at in September. They only take the top 10 in the world standings, but there's a lot of other really famous barrel racers out there who are not necessarily in the top 10 for that year because they didn't travel as much or their horse was out or, you know, whatever. So you actually, in this barrel race in September, you were competing against some really famous girls. Brittany Posey, she was there. She totally blew everybody out of the water, but... She is on the road all the time. She has, you know, the financial means to be able to have all of these great horses that she has. So she, I think, outran everybody by at least two, three tenths of a second, which in the barrel racing world is pretty big. And then within there, there were just a bunch of other horses. One horse, the horse that ran in the number five spot, Bullseye Bullion. He actually made an appearance at this year's NFR. So just one round with Donna K. Rule, but kind of cool to see the horse that was only, um, you know, a tenth faster than me run at the NFR. Yeah, that's really cool. I, you, you know, it, it's pretty interesting to be able to go against those girls who are professionals. You know, you have your nine to five job. Um, you're not able to travel as much. And then these girls are hauling all over, and the fact that you've you've been able to keep up with them is really, you know, inspiring. Can you kind of explain what you're doing to get mentally ready to compete for something like this? I mean, just knowing that a million dollars is on the line, like, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so a million dollars, I guess, really doesn't set into my brain just because I've never seen a million dollars. So I don't know what a million dollars actually looks like, but it would be cool to win. I've You know, I started working out a lot more, so that's a physical fitness for myself because I know the more I'm in shape, the better I can ride and do my horse justice, although my horse is just a phenomenal athlete, so I rely a lot on her, but the mental game, I just kind of keep it the same no matter what race I'm running at because I like to stay calm, cool, and collected, so this race will just be another race. I've learned that if I put too much pressure on myself, I do way worse. If I go in there wanting to win the barrel race, the likelihood of me winning is pretty slim. My mom always tells me, I call her up when I'm not feeling super confident and my horse isn't running as hard as she should be or as fast and isn't clocking where I think she should be. My mom always questions whether or not I'm trying to win or if I'm going out there to have fun. And when I tell her I'm trying to win, she yells at me and gets upset because she knows that I compete because it's fun, because this isn't my job. My job is to be here with you guys doing horse and rider stuff. Yeah, that's kind of just the mental game that I have is to go out there and have fun because that's the whole reason I'm doing it. I started barrel racing to have fun and that's, I mean, I started riding horses to have fun and it took me years to find the event that... I truly love to do and barrel racing's it. So why try to win a million dollars? I would love to win a million dollars, but why set out there with that being the total end goal when just qualifying to go to Fort Worth is a goal in itself that I've been wanting to achieve. So that's kind of where I'm at is one goal at a time. I think we'd all love to win a million dollars. That's for sure. I mean, I can think of a lot of things that I can do with a million dollars. And even the semifinals pays out so well. So just winning a check to the semifinals would be a pretty great accomplishment that, you know, I would love to achieve. But just being there running with all of those greats and the greatest horsemen and women of our time. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So Michaela is actually going to be out of the office for 
um, a couple weeks or a week or two. Um, and while she's there, she's going to do some blogging. I think she's going to do some social media and she's going to try and take you guys along for the ride. Can you kind of explain what else they might have in store? Yeah, so I mean, of course, I'm going to be explaining what I'm doing, blogging about what I'm doing, but there are so many other cool things that are going on during the semifinals and just in Fort Worth in general. So of course, I'm going to be tagging you guys along on a majority of that journey. And I'm going to be doing some other stuff for horse and rider while I'm down there. I'm going to be meeting up with some other trainers. So going to be trying to squeeze in a few more podcasts for you guys that are interviews because we know that you guys like interviews. And just getting some more great horse and rider content for the magazines, for online. And so if you guys have anything that you want to know more about, just let me know and I'll see if I can accomplish something while I'm down there. Yeah, so be sure to follow along on our website, um, on our social media, especially Instagram where Michaela's going to have her stories and and all the really cool photos that she's taking. And um, she'll be sure to update everybody on her journey. We at the office are cheering her on and we're super excited that she has this opportunity because it's not every day that somebody in our office is going to such a large competition. You know, as editors, we cover a lot of large competitions. I've been to all of the large competitions in a lot of different disciplines, but to be able to say that you competed at one is a huge deal. So be sure to follow along the next couple weeks. Um, I think Michaela should probably drop what dates exactly she'll be in Texas. So that way you guys can follow along. Thank you guys for tuning into the ride podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this profile as always. Remember to go subscribe. So you get a notification every time we release a new episode. While you're there, why don't you give us a rating? We want to know how we're doing, and this also helps other listeners find us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you next time.